Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode number 18 for the 27th of September, 2006. Hi Ian. Hi James, how are you? Not too bad. Welcome to On The Couch, episode 18. That's right. Um, we're here on actually on couches today. Yes, which is in the same <laughs> room, in the which same is, room, which is quite funky. A uh, bit of a change. Um, we had a bit of rehearsal for this already because we uh, had a recording instant, but this time everything's going to be cool. It's for real. Um, those of you who haven't listened to our podcast before, uh, we, Ian and I are two guys in the uh, entertainment, digital entertainment industry. Indeed, and uh, we we work for a company that aims to change the way the world is entertained and informed. So we're doing it in our own little way by. Um, informing people about what's going on in the digital entertainment industry with a bit of a focus on uh, and we divide it into quite a structure so we have uk news because we're both in the uk at the mm-hmm. moment uh international news uh iptv uh, some content news something to do with mobile if there's any news around and uh, gaming there's always a bit of gaming news around which is always cool to add on the end indeedy indeedy so um without further ado i guess we'll kick off with a bit of uk news mm, so um, what's happening in the uk at the moment well i think a little report that I came across recently, which is quite interesting, which was really about what are the, the youth doing in uh, mm-hmm. in TV world. And surprisingly, this is Ofcom, which is the UK regulator, came out with a report um, which is saying that I think 16 to 24-year-olds are watching seven hours less TV per week compared to the general usage, which to me is just like... So what are they doing with their time? Seven hours is a lot of... Well, apparently they're spending like 25 minutes more online than the general person. Okay, so you use slightly more internet. Um, they're, they're sending more text messages and they're making more phone calls, but, I mean, seven hours less. I reckon it's gaming, but I don't know. I mean, they're oh, doing... It makes you wonder what the rest of the population is doing. Yeah, or what they're not <laughs> television. Seven hours less would seem to be close to none, I would think. Yeah, well, it's funny uh, because you, you kind of imagine the youth of the UK would be spending all of its time watching television, but apparently not. Apparently oh, not. Maybe it's not hitting the spot, but it's a worry for those people in the TV industry about addressing that. those people as they grow up. They're not used to watching TV, so... Right, you know, yeah, so as time goes on... Pretty wild. So, I mean, what what's happening... Um, also in the UK, um, one of the, the cable channels, FX, which I think is a science fiction sort of fantasy cable channel, Run. is uh, trying to react to the use of uh, DVRs, I guess the, the Sky Plus box here in the UK, mm-hmm. principally. Um, or those, the, uh, there's the cable uh, drive, I can't remember what it is, it's a TeleWest thing, it's like a... Okay. So they've got one as drive. well. They've got one as well. Um, and so what, what they're they doing, doing is, well, they're, they're very innovatively are just putting a still up for 30 seconds. <laughs> right, so it's <laughs> so, the world's most boring ad. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me a bit of the kind of the old cinema ads where you'd sit there in the cinema and they'd book, put up a sort of shaky shot of come to have a curry at this curry house or something. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay, that's a bit cheap. But so I think rather than spend millions on an amazing creative, uh, we, we talked on one of the previous episodes about this um, subliminal ad that mm. uh, Pepsi did for one of their mm. lemon-flavoured things uh, in the US where... You could only see the stuff if you... You had a DVR and yeah. recorded it and paused yeah, the frame. But I think there are rules against doing subliminal advertising yeah, because <laughs> with the sort of, you know, flashing lights and mm. stuff, people, you know, look into my eyes, not around the eyes kind of thing. So, um, so they're using a kind of low-tech way of 
encouraging yeah, people to. Yeah, uh, and it's a bit of a trial. It sounds a bit of a. It, it's obviously some wizard at an advertising thing had this fantastic yeah, idea yeah, to minimise the creative and sell it for the mm. same price. Um, but I, I guess this channel is a bit of a niche. But maybe the content on that channel is the kind of thing. I mean, you watch a bit of Battlestar Galactica, right? I mean, Absolutely. But I mean, if you, you, I don't know if you do you have a Sky Plus thing. I do, and yeah, I so definitely so fall for so the head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. So you are the target audience there, perhaps. So I, I must um, admit, though, that when Battlestar Galactica was on, they had um, there's several gaming companies that mm. were sponsoring Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. One of them being Rebellion, I think, was the last one with Rogue Trooper, mm. and um, they had little little ads at the beginning and end of each of the ad mm. breaks where you got to see a bit of the, the actual game being played. And I must oh, admit right. that I did actually stop before that to see what the game was about. So okay. it does depend on... Um, I mean, that was clever doing it just before the end as well. Because you, you kind of had to put the DVR break on to go, ooh, yeah, I'm yeah, just about to miss the beginning. So, you, you, so it's more of a trigger, ads, a mental yeah. trigger. So you remember the, the ad. I do, so. I do. There we go. Um, okay, that's a bit of UK stuff. What's uh, internationally... You being a, uh, a staunch Australia kind of chat. I am, indeed. I did come from the land, the down, land under. down under. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a story here about uh, what's happening in Australia in respect to mobile TV. And uh, what's happening there is they've got a couple of channels that haven't been allocated for um, particular television channels. and they've decided Spectrum, right? Spectrum, yep. yep. And they've decided to... The government has decided not to just hand them out to have two more terrestrial televisions, television stations, um, but rather... Uh, to auction off the spectrum, which is fairly normal these days. Yep. Although it wasn't the case, you know, when back when freeways came along, they just went, "Yep, I'll have some spectrum." Thanks, it was all free. I thought these in days Australia you, you could go and like get a broadcasting license at the post office. Anyone is allowed uh, to kind of do it. It's a supermarket. Yeah, it's a supermarket. No, 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 not quite. But it's not quite. I mean, in some countries, you know, you need a license to, to sort of yeah, transmit. It, it is regulated how many. I think that the actual the number spectrum of, is. Um, Number of commercial channels is regulated, and the spectrum is regulated. But mm. these these days, you have to buy your spectrum yeah. at an auction. So they're allocating two channels um, through an auction process. Uh, but the interesting thing is they're specifying that uh, a television broadcaster could buy one of the right. chunks of spectrum, but they can't use it for normal uh, broadcast TV. It's got to be something new and funky. something new and funky. And I think the the implication here is that they they want it to be used for mobile TV or kind of new technology. I guess Aries. you could use like the I don't know WiMAX wrong spectrum, but you have to use yeah. something new. Yeah, exactly. And you can't use it for mm. internet access. It has to be entertainment. And is that nationwide? National. Uh, yeah. I expect they'll carve it up into because yeah. um, I know here in the UK areas. there's very little spectrum available mm. because of the way that there's lots of small low power transmitters, so they yes. they um, have to reuse a lot of the frequencies. So there's very few. There's very little spectrum available, especially now as there's simulcasting the DVB-T stuff true, and yeah. the analog stuff. So well, we have it a bit easier in Australia because yeah. we're so spread out. Yeah, um, we're a country the size of continental Europe and 20 million people. Yeah, um, it's not too hard to find you a bit of spectrum lying around. In the middle of the desert, at least. Exactly. <laughs> in Alice Springs, there's plenty of spectrum. In Alice Springs, centre of the known world, of it course. Is. You should, you should um, try it, it's great. Yeah, I haven't been to Uluru, or whatever it is. I must go to. Have you done the Uluru thing? I haven't, actually. I'm, I'm one of these oh Australians that's seen more of Europe than I've seen of Australia. It's very You can save that for later. Indeed. Okay, so that's what's happening in Australia with okay. mobile. So hopefully in the next 18 months, we'll see some new and innovative... Mm. And mobile TV happening in Australia. But I think that's the major problem with the, like the DVB-H kind of stuff. Is this spectrum just isn't there? So yeah. while it's a great kind of thing, other than trials, there's no spectrum available. Exactly, and that was the discussion that was going on at IBC when we were there. There was lots of talk about mobile and and all the great things that are going to happen, but it was all kind of 
Yep, we're ready for it, but there's no spectrum. So 2007, 2008, Wait till switch off happens. Yeah. Analog switch off, new spectrum. That's mm-hmm. when it should. Uh, we'll see if it actually works. Or not. Um, well, I had a bit of news also internationally about uh, India mm-hmm. um, earlier uh, this week. Sorry, uh, last week, the um, regulatory authorities in India sort of suddenly decided that. Uh, everyone would have to digitize the cable TV over there. And right. I don't know, they did this before once. They said, okay, everyone must digitize it right. and, and introduce tiering so that at the moment people pay, it's about 150, 200 rupees, which is only sort of three, four dollars for like a hundred channels. Right. And Bargain. there's no room to, they're saying, well, the average person can't pay any more. So they're saying they need to introduce tiering using conditional access, sticking that in there. Right. And, and the government's initially said, yep, okay, you must do it. So look, Lots of operators invested millions in buying set-top boxes mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, no, no, you can't do it. Because right. there was popular... It's a very democratic country. Um, and everyone has their voice and can... You know, the man on the street can do an injunction to stop things happening. So it's quite... Oh. And it's always like, I guess, the colonial past England left at the height of bureaucracy. Um, so that was... <laughs> it's, a, it's the they, and they've done some crazy things like mandating that you can charge no more than like 11 cents per channel in fact every channel must cost 11 cents and they're kind of wow. saying well that's nuts because does that mean my home shopping channel is the same price as hbo or whatever so um mm. so, so that's a bit like strange a but i mean at least it's kind of moving along yeah it's kind of moving along when so they're grappling with the issues yeah the, i think the cable industry i've seen quite a lot of time in india and the cable industry does need to change it, it goes right. everywhere from the sort of mum and pop running a cable out of the back of the door to sort of professionally run multiple service operators um, but not many of them own the last mile. There's still a lot of the, oh, right. the what they call the cable wallers who control and, and <laughs> cable waller. Yeah, the cable wallers literally they go around there knocking on the doors to collect the money. Wow. And it's almost there's a lot of dark money in there as well right, because obviously not much is reported back, and mm. so the the industry is keen to to make it uh, more transparent, which introducing mm. digitization and conditional access will do. But there's massive cost in doing that, so mm. obviously the black money stands to lose out there. So well, it's, it's also very difficult if if people are paying. Um, a very small amount mm. for the channels that they've got at the moment. Any sort of change in that environment is going to yeah, be very it's, difficult. Well, as a consumer, you think, well, hey, this is it's like the all of MP3 thing. You think, well, I'm paying money for it. It must be fine. <laughs> What's the problem? But in reality, maybe you know the money's not getting back into the chain. But I think the satellite guys, there's now three satellite oh, operators okay. in, in India, and they're stimulating change. People are seeing that you know they could get customer service. Yeah. Um, it's things like you know if you're watching the cricket match, the cable guy can just turn it off or switch to another channel. Or, right. you, know, you just have no, you're out there and cool so I guess to some degree like most things in the world you get what you pay for mm. anyway that was kind of international news um, racing ahead into the world of uh, IPTV which means a lot of things to a lot of people uh, that's pretty much just about <laughs> everything isn't it is it the is it with IP? TV via the internet or is it uh, sort of closed markets um, you know, the net neutrality thing pops in here but let, let's uh, talk a little bit more about the, the Apple ITV box which is um I guess it's a couple of weeks since it was announced. Yeah, um, and I don't. I mean, I mean, we tend not to talk about things that are completely speculative, but it, you mm. know, this has been announced, so we can um, legitimately talk about it with some sort of um, reasonable confidence that it's mm. actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you think it means for for television and for for Apple? What are they trying to do here? Well, you can look at it in different ways. It, it you could view it as just like an internet. It's a set-top box, effectively, and, and mm. to, to be fair, quite an expensive one. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but you're paying, paying yourself. 299 bucks. What does it do for you? Um, 
You bit of news came out. You found something about um, Steve Jobs' best buddy at, uh, at Disney sort of slipped out that it's probably got a hard drive in it. Yeah, Bob Iger um, said that um, it's, uh, it can also stream it live through the box to the TV or it has a small hard drive on it so that they can download what you put on the device on your computer, on your iTunes, through your television yeah. set. So I think maybe you could do the DVR thing as well. You could then have some kind of review buffer and you could yeah, that's pause, true. rewind. I mean, you definitely need storage for and review buffer. Some you know, kind of progressive rewinding. download as well, mm-hmm. potentially. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think the uh, the USB port's there for? Well, it doesn't seem... I mean, it's, they're calling it ITV. It doesn't seem to have TV in it. There's no tuner input on the back. True. So, I mean, obviously, it's not as popular in the US, and clearly that's the main market for this device, I guess, is in the US. There's the ATSC digital terrestrial yeah. stuff there, and you, you can get USB sticky things now. I've got, I've got one. Okay, um, so uh, like a DVB-T stick receiver. Thing. Yeah, so you could USB plug that in. Right? I mean, it could be something yep. dull, like a print hub or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, on routers. I don't reckon well, I mean, I've got them. the I've got one of these Apple Airport Express things, and that's, yeah. I use that as a print hub, you do? Okay. Um, mainly as a wireless network extender because you can right. make a distributed wireless network with it. Okay, um, so it has component out, it has HDMI. It's got so all the. It's got HD. You know, that suggests it's doing it. HD. Yeah. Um, which obviously in today's so it tells uh, you something about Apple's strategy going forward. Surely. Yeah, at the moment, it's only I think VGA six forty by four eighty is the content they're sticking out, which they're claiming the to movies, be DVD yeah, yeah. quality. Um, but yep. clearly, if you've you know if you've done any of the QuickTime movie previews, you mm. can get HD versions of them. Um, uh, I reckon there's a big clue here. I've got one of uh, Steve's slides here that says eight hundred two dot eleven wireless networking. Yeah. Um, but I reckon the re- one of the reasons they're delaying it until next year is so that they can get the eight hundred two eleven N chipset. I did actually see yeah. there was some um, some room with the new the twenty four inch iMac which has got this cool duo thing in it. Someone yep. had uh, installed uh, Windows Vista on it and oh, it right. looked in one of the control panels or something, right, and right. it actually the hardware was reporting a Broadcom eight hundred two eleven N. There you go. So okay. it sounds like like a lot of these things. It's probably a firmware upgrade to yeah. confirm the standard. Yeah. You know, put the dots on it and things like that. So yep. it's. It's probably already in there, but they can't sort of announce it. Mm. Um, and I saw a few presentations uh, yesterday about some guys talking about Powerline networking and Mocker and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think the wireless interface works. It's still got an Ethernet on the back there, I think. So uh, okay. probably like the Xbox well. Live thing where it says, uh, the media extender where it says, you right. can do this wirelessly, but we suggest you use a wire. <laughs> That's right, but don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, use a wire if you actually want to make it usable. So quite an interesting device. I'm, I'm actually going to... Um, now my wife's finished doing her, she's doing a sort of dissertation and, and monopolizing my Mac. So I'm going to actually, now she's finished, I'm going to move that and try and watch TV using a, I'm pl- going to plug my sticky thing into my Mac. It's right, a little so Mac, it's a little can, Mac mini. Try and and go I'm going to try and just use a computer TV. to watch TV. Right. So Steve owns your living room. Well, I won't be using any, I won't be using front row. I'll be using um, the Equinox Media Central thing, which has got links to the YouTube Top 100 and oh, radio cool. and all your photos, music and all that kind of stuff because it looks like a better kind of interface. Nice. Um, so I'll give that a go. I'm ready to be disappointed, but we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's, uh, but, Excellent. But it does, my computer screen is actually larger than my TV screen other than in my home cinema, but that's, a, right. that's for it's general. Story. I, should, I, I think my seven hours less TV per week, I think I probably only watch about one. So, yeah. so to, are you going to buy some Apple movies? Well, I can't, can I? I'm in the UK. Oh, yeah, of course. They're they're only only I can buy the Pixar the things or something, yeah. but no, I don't think so. Not you at the know, they've, they've sold 100, it's moving on to content now, okay. they've sold 125,000 of these movies onto iPods and associated things mm-hmm. in a week. In the first week of release, 125,000. I mean, how much movies. of that is people just giving it a try? 
Well, lots, but I mean, lots of people giving it yeah. a try. There's 60 million iPods or something. Out I there have now. heard people because at the same time, too I many. The Amazon pipped Apple at the post by launching their, their service, yeah. unbox, unbox or something. And I think unbox, this, yeah. I've heard the reports I've heard is that maybe like the iTunes thing, when they launch something, everyone tries it. Yeah, give um, it a go. But in the Amazon thing, they hadn't really. I mean, Amazon's got no experience of delivering vast amounts of data no, content, whereas Apple's been doing it for a long time. So, and they use the whole Akamai yeah. backbone and all this kind of right. stuff. So, I th- I suspect that the Amazon thing, maybe they just can't deliver the goods, which is uh, mm. a key part of this. So, let's um, uh, say, but that's good. I mean, good for good for Mr. Jobs there. Fantastic. Just waiting for it to come out in the UK. It's a bit of a pain that most of these things are. All the, all the TV shows are still in the US. Yeah, but I mean, ITV's got a strategy. We talked before about Channel 4 doing mm-hmm. some stuff. I mean, you can watch on the internet. You can watch things, limited shows. Right. The BBC's got this, this on right. player kind of approach. Um, so it's kind of coming, but not, not to a TV device. It's to mm. a PC. So mm. it's still in the, the realm of the geek, I suppose. Um, 3D TV, you picked in some stuff. Here. I'm not convinced. I saw some stuff at IBC, a little 3D TV. Well, it's kind of a very small 3D TV display. Right. But it was it was aiming it was it was a bizarre thing. It was from um NTT, the Japanese Elco thing. Mm-hmm. And they had a basically they're using two L C D um screens which are transparent. Right. And they were separated oh, by right, probably okay. I don't know, half a centimetre or something. And then okay. they were using And it gave a three dimensional effect. Differential contrast between the images. So it of course. So they appear to have depth. Right, and they were you. The, the demos they showed were like a pachinko machine, you know, right. the thing, yep. the balls, kind yeah. of, um, in in uh, Japan, and they had a uh, sort of satellite navigation thing with the okay. roads and things, and it, and it looked it it looked a bit weird, but they were kind of saying you don't have to wear any funny glasses and that's no true. eye strain, and I mean that's the, um, the disappointing factor of watching 3D stuff at the moment is those glasses, but there's a few there's a few mm. systems that even with cinemas now where you don't actually need. Glasses, I don't quite know how they work that. But, um, yeah, so they're saying that 3D glasses may be a thing of the past, and in the li- in as little as three years, we might have 3D television. And um, the I mean, proponents of this are saying it's going to be a bigger thing than high definition because it's going to be cool. And what was the last 3D thing you watched, Ian? Um, I think it was... That you can tell us about. <laughs> yeah, there's the ones I can't tell you. I think it was an IMAX film, actually. Yeah, I think I saw some sort of fishy thing or something, and you know, there's the yeah. old the snorkel pokes out of the screen, and everyone goes yeah. Ooh, ducks or something. Or it might have been at a theme park. I remember they had one of these things where you sit in a chair that moves about, and right. it's all kind of 3D. And so your point being that it's not enormously popular, and haven't seen yeah. much lately. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I, my nieces, I, I watched a uh, I don't know, My Little Unicorn or something. They, I gave them a <laughs> DVD. I gave them a DVD for Christmas or something, which had right. you know four sets of coloured glasses in, and right. but that's, that's for her uh, and three friends. Yeah, exactly. They had fun. Um, yeah. That. Okay, so 3D TV, you're not, not <laughs> Yeah, um, it will come, you know, maybe... I mean, obviously there's this sort of thing about, you know, the Star Wars projector, the holographic TV, mm. you know, and I saw some holographic stuff last year at IBC, there was, right. but it was kind of a kangaroo rotating around on this huge screen. With, there's nothing with, wrong with kangaroos. No, nothing wrong, but it wasn't moving or anything. It was, <laughs> oh, just, was, a, just, it was just like a, <laughs> a nice, uh, an early 3D modelling kind of thing. Um Mobile. Um, what's I going on in mobile? Have mobile. I done anything on my mobile phone recently? I, d- I haven't. 
other than looking at the internet, people still get amazed that you can look at the internet on a mobile phone. Really? I think. I thought it was very passe. It is a bit, I suppose, but I was, you know, I even used it in the pub last night. I was looking up Savaloy. Savaloy. (laughs) What was a Savaloy? Yeah, yeah. Right. Have you heard of, there's an Australian expression, sucking too much of the sav? Which is if you're eating too much, being a bit greedy at the table. Oh, really? Yeah. I found that out last night. The wonders of Wikipedia. In <laughs> you were looking this up on your phone? In the pub. In the yeah. pub. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to, it's a sideline. Um, it's one of these word search things where you had to, what's, what's the... So seven- you were cheating at a trivia game? No, no, no. It was one of these, you know, they have these little, uh, this geometrical thing with letters in and you had to make, there's one word which uses all the letters. Oh, right. And Savaloy happened to be oh, the word, okay. but it was quite easy. But then it was like, what is a Savaloy? Where did okay, that so come from? Okay, you're looking it up out of interest as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, it, right, right. it wasn't cheating. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to cheat. I knew the word. Right, of yeah, course. I just didn't know what it meant. Um, <laughs> okay, so there's not much so, yeah, mobile, not much mobile apart from we'll saving my bacon in the pub, can, so to speak. That's right. We'll track that um, each week and see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So gaming. Um, gaming. <laughs> Lots of stuff there. Um, more news about the PS3. Mm, so they're dropping the price in Japan to try and give that a bit of a kickstart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, uh, I don't know, Sony, Sony, uh, Sony, Sony, is it? <laughs> Sony, Sony. Depends. What would the Japanese pronunciation be? Well, it's not really actually a Japanese word because you yeah. wouldn't have the Y on the end. But anyway, um, <laughs> what are they doing? Well, I heard some other rumor that you know, they're getting a bit worried and it could sink them. You know, either they don't sell any and they've spent loads of money, or they sell too many and they lose too much money. Right. So um, either way, they they kind of want that fun. That right for takeover. You know, right. there'll be the. Um, I'd buy them for a dollar. Xbox PS3. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And they're supposed to be coming up with a new um, PSP as well, with the hard drive kind of stuff. I saw some new oh, right, fascia okay. plates and stuff, but right. not much, uh, not much happening there. Well, the, see, the thing is that it, people keep forgetting it's all about the content, and that's the mm. problem with the PSP. It's the content, as in there's a couple of good games, and that's it. And it's the problem with the PS3 in that you know it's it's not about the hardware, it's not about the controller even so much as. You know, it's about the games and what they like to play, yeah, which nobody knows because well, they haven't. I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm still holding out because it's, and also there's the Blu-ray disky thing, which is still. Yeah, but I think it's just a non-issue. No one cares. Yeah, I mean, I think I think HD. Uh, I'm, I'm actually becoming I think HD's overrated. HD's yeah. Not only overrated, but no one actually cares. I mean, in the US, if you want to watch HD, then you get your DirecTV or your Echo Star subscription and you watch beautiful HD movies and you can record them mm. and play them back and all your TV shows are in HD, um, your movies are in HD. It's vanilla, you mean? It's just like normal. It's everywhere. And mm. if that's the case, if I've already got HD and I've got HD television, then, you know, having... But I remember seeing some survey once about... DVD, HD content. Most people in the US didn't know if they had HD or they thought they had HD, but they weren't sure. Ah. Because... Well, there's the labelling and all sort of issues about, and people obviously, if they watch a DVD, it looks a lot better than NTSC it does, um, yeah. because it is better. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's right. So they just they think because they have a big TV, they have HD. Well, maybe that's all you need. So maybe it's just it's, it's the perception pixels. of reality. Um, yeah. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. I mean. I mean, you're, you're going to get a PS3, so I'm looking forward to hearing yeah, how great it's going to be in next, March. Next year. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll be playing Six on my... Six months from now, you'll be weeing <laughs> everywhere. I'll be playing on my Wii with my uh, funky controller and jumping yeah, up and down and the You'll be fulfilling your Star Wars fantasies. And exactly, I'll be sword fighter extraordinaire. I think it's probably a big cachet to sort of... I hope it fulfills on the promise of... Well, th- you know, that's what I like. It's like it's not overrating itself. It's just saying, "Hey, we've got a cool controller, and it's standard definition. It's not HD. Mm. It's you know, and we're worried about what the games like to play." Yeah, and I mean, I think certainly looking at like P3 
PS2 games. There's still some cracking games coming out. Absolutely. And the, um, I mean, there's 100 million PS2 consoles out yeah. there. 100 million. Yeah. That's and twice as many iPods than the I guess it's what they need is a revolution in some kind of... You know, in the user interface or the experience to a different type yeah. of gaming environment. I think you know, the Wii will be on a lot of people's shopping lists this Christmas and we'll see what happens. I mean, they're looking, hmm, Wii, why not? <laughs> Wii, why not? Yeah, and, yeah. and the DS has been very successful as well. So. Yeah, and the graphics on that are terrible. Yeah. You know, compared to the PSP, the graphics are really ordinary, but mm. the gameplay is just great. And the UI, they've got this funky UI as well, the dual yeah, screen, the touch screen touchy and thing, and touchy talky. Exactly, touch yeah. and talk it. And yeah. Great. Wirelesses. Do they do Nintendo do any wireless kind oh, of yeah, stuff? It's all the It's there, but it's just game to game. They don't do any online kind oh, no, of stuff. Oh no, they do online stuff as well. You can play games online while yeah. you're sitting at home. And um in fact I was reading about um in the the most recent Sony 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 yep. press conference. Uh-huh. There was a bunch of gaming people there and they were all chatting to each other on their Nintendo DSs, making commentary about what was going on wireless yeah. <laughs> during the Sony presentation, which is a bit ironic, but uh, I guess and they'll do the the opera browsers coming out on that as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to have Skype. I mean, they're not doing Skype stuff yet. That's no, a logical thing. No, I, I actually think the processing power of the box is going to the DS is struggle at that point. <laughs> it's not exactly a you know a racing snake, you know, yeah. dual core or anything. It's a mm. whereas the I think the PSP, there's they're, they're PSP, still no waiting for the do. but it doesn't have a it doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> the thing like they they just you know they should have they keep talking about this camera coming out, but they should have done that years ago. Yeah. And they should have had a microphone, a TV adapter, and all this kind of. Um, stuff. We'll well, see. Like, the I mean, coolest thing I did see for the PSP in the shop the other mm. day was um, and I might get this for the weekend is. Um, uh, you can buy cartridges uh, or the little mini disc things. UMDs, yeah. UMDs with um, uh, Lonely Planet content. So all it's right. all travel stuff. So I'm going to Rome on the weekend mm-hmm. uh, with my parents and who are over from Australia. I'm going to show them a bit of Europe. And uh, you can watch movies about the place. You can take you on walks. It's got audio tours. It's got so um, restaurants and no places. No GPS plug-in thing. No GPS. You see, they should have had a GPS plug-in. I've heard there is a things. GPS plug-in thing, but it can't be difficult. I mean. Uh, it's just frustrating. So this it's a beautiful mm. screen. It's a great platform, yeah. and I just don't think they make the most made the most. They just need, a, I guess, a Bluetooth pluggy, a Bluetooth thingy. Yeah, even Bluetooth. Or, oh, I've, got, got, I've got the microphone thing actually. I have the microphone for my teach yourself Japanese, Chinese, or Korean. Yeah, it must have some PSP sort of microwave. Game. No, but it's got a plug-in a microphone, microphone thing. Oh, okay, right. Uh, it's a little thing that plugs into right. the USB port on the top. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Konnichiwa, by the way. Um, <laughs> you keep practicing your terms. <laughs> uh, oh, I got some stuff about um, Second Life. We've got lots of fun Second Life things. I haven't actually logged into Second Life for a while. There was some security thing and they've changed all the passwords. And I right, can't, so you can't have to get back. You know, there's like six, seven hundred thousand people now. I can't be bothered. I had a look the other day um, and there was, it was like half a million dollars had been spent, I think that day. And buying the Lindens, you know, the currency. So or that was the turnover, or whether it was cash in, cash out, or whatever. Still, but it was a still a lot turnover. of money. But there are only 5,000 people online when I looked. So I think it's right. predominantly a North American thing. Yeah. Um, predominantly. When I tried it here in the UK, even though I've got a reasonably fast broadband connection, it was, it was just slow enough to be annoying. Yeah. You know, I didn't kind of want to hang around too long. But, uh, and I saw this great story about World of Warcraft, which is one mm-hmm. of these other massively multiplayer games with about 8 million. It's, it's huge money it's spinner massive, for. Yeah. It's a subscription thing, $15 yeah. a month or something, worldwide following. I think Vivendi Universal makes huge amounts of cash on that. Bit of a, mm-hmm. bit of a sort of dark horse surprise there. Um, but I heard that um, people were planning 
raids on Second Life with World of Warcraft, which to me sounded right. like some, some people scripting their way into Second Life as sort of <laughs> beating everybody of, up. of trolls and things and, going and <laughs> casting spells. Because, I mean, Second Life isn't a game. It's just a kind of community where you just hang yeah. out and do stuff. Um, but then on further investigation, it turned out they were just sort of sad geeks standing around in Second Life with maps of World of Warcraft saying, look, now you go in here and bash the I'll dragon on the head right, and I'll go in and planning in yeah, you, you bash the dragon on the head and I'll right. make a noise like a flower in the corner, you know, something like that. So so. I, heard, I heard a story that World of Warcraft shuts down on a Tuesday for some hours to do maintenance or something. Right. And at that point, Second Life activity shoots up because everyone goes, right, let's go to Second Life. Life and plan stuff. <laughs> How sad is that? Well, not sad. It's good. Obviously, that's what these the youth are doing. Well, the, the last thing I heard about Second Life is they've started mm. a fashion industry in Second Life, and yeah, the thing now is getting the right clothes and looking yeah. really cool and buying from the right I watched, designers. I there. watched something about some some guy who was doing a coffee table book on alternate reality. I must have published it. I must have a look for it. A coffee table book about some people doing uh, what they did in real life and right. their their alternate reality persona, their avatar. Right. And there was some lady who was. Um, she had two kids or something and obviously didn't ever leave the house and right. was a real sort of couch potato but in Second Life she was really proud that she was the first centrefold pin-up in a virtual magazine <laughs> on right. Second Life Wow! Um, but that was her you know that fulfilled she felt fulfilled because of that so wow. uh, and all sorts of and one guy and, I, and actually I met a guy last week whose son is uh, doing his A-levels um, mm-hmm. but is a spaceship designer in in this other online community called Pirates or something, which is right. about having around the universe, I guess, wow. selling booty and making doubloons or something. But he, to check it out he makes money in right. this other place by designing spaceships for people. I guess wow. he's writing scripts and stuff to make spaceships. Um, his dad was a bit disappointed that he couldn't actually get any cash, real cash out of it. So, <laughs> oh, so you can't um, and he was so worried about right. him, you know, flunking his A levels because he right. was designing spaceships. Too, too but, um, yeah, um, maybe you can take that at university. Probably can. I mean, there's got to be if there are people making money farming gold in World of Warcraft in China. There's got to be. I don't. Maybe what would you do in World of Warcraft? I don't know. You could design wooden ships or something or, maybe it's, or a flying machine or something I don't know cool. I'm going to have to check out that game because yeah. when I was little I always wanted to be either a mad scientist because mm. they seem to have the most fun or an astronaut or preferably both but you know <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Flexi Jerkoff or something right. or whatever it is Zarkoff that's it wrong film <laughs> flesh not fl- flesh not flesh um, uh, so where are we um, well, I think well, that's um, well aside from the Xbox 360 yeah, PlayStation is being cheaper but more expensive yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I think gaming's over. We do, well, I guess that kind of we've run through the list there. We need to get a bit of mobile news. Any listeners out there got any mobile stuff? They can come yeah. back to us. Um, what's our uh, What's our website address again? You can www.onthecouchpodcast all one word dot com. Fabulous. Or you can email us at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Fabulous. Okay. Well, if you've got any stories or any news or disagree with us about anything, great. Send us an email. Let us know what's happening. Great, okay, well, thanks very much for listening and see you next time on the couch here. Alright, take care. Cheers, guys.